This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, welcome back to part two of our sit down with Trinity Taylor. And if you haven't already heard it, check out part one where we talk about Trinity's beginning in drag back in Alabama and what that was like and what it was like growing up gay, growing up knowing you wanted to do drag, how Trinity kind of fell into drag, how Trinity came to RuPaul's Drag Race, so much more. So check out part one if you haven't already. And now stay tuned for part two of our sit down with Trinity Taylor. How do you know? I've always wondered, like, how do you know what to bring? I mean, like, you watch it, I get it. But, like, how do you know, you know exactly, basically, the competitions from watching other seasons and you're just like, you have an outfit planned or you just bring everything? Well, they send you a list. They send you a list of this is what you need. Now, in season nine in All-Stars was two different things. Season nine, they sent you this basic packet that said, we need these kind of looks. They didn't break it down to like what these are for or, or anything like that. So you literally are kind of like, okay, well, I'll just bring this. Um, for All-Stars, we got a little bit more of a breakdown. They didn't give anything away, but they were like, this is for a mini challenge. This is for a maxi challenge. This is for a runway. Um, so we kind of knew how to style things, um, which was much better for all of us than for, at least from season nine, because season nine, they just didn't do any of that. They just said, bring all this. And for season nine, I brought just what was on the list. I didn't bring anything extra. And towards the end, I started running out of costumes. So I had to start making stuff. For all stars, I brought, way extra and then i mean isn't drag just such an expensive career i mean it definitely is uh, especially if you don't it, it, it saves you a lot of money if you can make your own costume style your own hair make your own mixes if you could do those then you you're you're good to go because that cuts out almost all the cost um but if you aren't good with hair and you aren't a, a seamstress, the, it's expensive. I spent about $2,000, and I sew, I spent about $2,000 for season nine, which is not a lot of money for some, compared to some, some artists. Going into All-Stars, even though I sewed, at that time, I was too busy. I couldn't make anything. I spent $20,000 just on my wardrobe. Wow. I mean, that makes more like 2000. I'm like, that's not so bad, but yeah, but that's like, that's literally 2000 is about what some of these drag designers cost now that, that for per, per outfit. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. And I mean, like, cause you can't really wear, I mean, not even on drag race, but like do drag queens ever wear something over? I, yeah. Oh yeah. There's queens that do. There's, I've seen girls, repeat stuff um a lot and for shows that's fine like if you're on a tour or something that's fine i am not one of those that if i wear something high profile that i will want to wear it again like i usually i'm one of those that like sell stuff like 
I'll wear it and then I'll sell it and then I'll use that money and buy something else. Um, so, but yeah, there's like certain things that I've kept um, that I'll wear for shows and stuff, but like I would never repeat something that I wore at a red carpet or something like that. Never, ever, ever. Uh, that makes sense. So after the show, so you come in, the show ends, you place respectively. After the show, like, does your life, like, did your life totally change after the show, or it's not as dramatic as I'm making it out to be? Um, you go back to obscurity for uh, the year or the six months or however long it is before they announce the cast. Um, you know, obviously there's speculation and stuff of that you were on the show, but you can't say anything. So you go back to your day jobs and your, your, your bar jobs and all that stuff. And, and then um, after, for season nine, it took me, I didn't start getting bookings till about the second or third episode um, because my, my promo was, was, the fans hated my promo. And so a lot of people thought I was gonna be an early out from my promo. And so I didn't get any bookings for the first couple of episodes. It wasn't until the, cause I, I did really well the uh, first two episodes and then one, the third episode, I believe. It wasn't until then that I started getting really booked. And then um, after the season, you pretty much start to really tour and, and become big after your season. After everything is done and said and people, it resonates with people and they see what you've done, that's when you get a lot of your work. And then that's when you were like, wow, like, was that like, okay, I'm making real money now? Did you have that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. After, after um, being on the show, your, your fee obviously changes. You're, you're, you're not booked as, a drag queen, you're booked as a drag race TV star. So you get TV star money, not local drag queen fee money anymore. And so, yeah, that it totally changes your life. It literally changes your life. Did you make any like purchase, big purchase or semi big purchase where you're just like, I'm going to go out and blow this money on this one thing just because, you know, got to congratulate mm -hmm. myself. No, I'm not a big materialistic person I mean I did buy um, I'm, I, I am horrible with money I'm much better now but um for season nine I just I was hard I didn't I was not saving money I did pay all my taxes though um I I just didn't save money I didn't invest it in things I wasn't smart about it but I never made like a huge purchase um after all stars I bought this house that I'm in now and so um I, and since I've gotten a lot smarter with, okay, well, bitch, you're 36 almost. You need to start saving money. So that's what I've been doing now. And luckily I did because now we're in this pandemic, girl. Well, I mean, buying a house, that's, that's something. And, you know, um, how does it, so how does that call come for all stars? You're just minding your own business, working, traveling the world, playing off season nine. And then what, your phone just rings and they're like, we're inviting you for all stars. No, no, no. Um, they, you know, I don't, I can't speak for other girls, but I, I've kept in communication with some of the producers. Um, I, I find them, I, I like them, uh, you know, not, not that we're like great friends or anything, but, um, I, 
I find them pleasant and, and they seem to enjoy my conversation every once in a while. So we'll talk and kiki every once in a while. And one day I got a call and they were like, hey, um, we're just calling all the girls to see if, you know, we're making a checklist. If you're interested in being on All Stars ever, you know, let us know so we can, you know, l make this list out. And so I was like, yeah, of course I would love to do um, All Stars. And they asked me to do All Stars 3 and I told them no because it was right after my season and I hadn't even gotten to travel yet. And I was like, I'm not going back on that show. I need to travel and make more money. And so um, when they started to cast for All Stars 4, they called me again. And um, that's when I was like, okay, yes. I'm, I finally have, I've like done my touring. I want to win. Let me go back and show them what I can do now that I have money. You know, because I did all that on a budget from season nine. Let me show them what I really can do now. I mean, does that play into it when you come back to like All-Stars? Because all the girls have gone out and made some degree of money, some more than others. Like, is that really part of it? Like, do you really have like a leg up if you have more money? I mean, I'm wondering. I mean, money definitely makes um, your wardrobe better. Um, though... There, like I said, there's drag artists that sell their own stuff. Like uh, Jada Essence Hall, I think, made almost all of her stuff from season 12. So, um, you know, even if she has all the money in the world, she probably would make her own stuff because she's great at it. Um, I think it just depends. I just, and I would have made some of my own stuff. I just didn't have time. And so it's easier to just be like, hey, can you make this? This is what I want it to look like here's the money. And so um, that's what I did. And I think majority of the girls did that too. The only two that I think struggled with that were Monet and Monique because they literally came right back on from season 10. Because right. we, we filmed like not long after that. So they didn't really have time to travel to make their money. How was it like when you were co-winner? Um, well, at first, um, the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Oh my God, it's almost Valentine's Day. To help make the day extra special for that extra special someone in your life, head on over to adamandeve.com. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. But since you guys are all my Valentines... I have something even better. At checkout, use the exclusive code ROPE, R-O-P-E. And when you use that, not only do you get 50% off that one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, you get six free movies. Then you get a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, free shipping. Yeah, all that. Six free movies, 
a mystery pack with an item for him, special toy for her, something you'll both enjoy, and free shipping. So head on over to adamandeve.com and make sure upon checkout to use the code ROPE, R-O-P-E, because without it, you're not going to get all that free Valentine stuff. That's ROPE at adamandeve.com. Check this out, and when you guys enjoy what is sent to you and you have a great Valentine's Day, well, you can thank me later. I didn't understand what was going on because we didn't film a tie. We, we filmed her winning and me winning, and that was it. And so uh, when they did a tie, we, I, at least me, I was just like, what? What, 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 did they, what did she say? And I, first of all, I couldn't really hear. And then um, I was just confused. And then when she was like, uh, you both get $100,000, then I, I was like, oh, okay, we, we both won. So um, I think that Monet and I both talked about it afterwards because we had to go immediately after the crowning live that we did where they, they showed us who was winning. Um, we had to go to the Kelly, uh, Casey Musgraves concert uh, because she was gonna present us on stage during our concert. And while we were backstage, we were just, Monet and I were both just talking. We're like, we kind of wish they would have just picked one of us because it's a cop out a little bit because it's, you know, at least as a competitor standpoint, it's not really a win. It's, it's a draw. And um, so we both were in our feelings in the moment, which is justified, you know, because you're in the moment. You haven't had time to process it. But since then, you know, I wouldn't have had this any other way. I, I think that um, now that I've had time to process it and realize what really happened, it's not even really about a win because it doesn't even matter if you win or not. Like, look at Brooklyn Heights. She didn't win, and she is a host of her own reality show now. Um, so it's not even about winning. What it is, is about, it's, it's about representation. It's about um, the fact that what's important about Monet and I's win is that our win comes at a time in the world where there's so much racial tension um, and it shows, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a, in your face, like this is a black man and this is a white man and they are both equal. They both won. There's no difference. Like he is talented and he is talented and we're rewarding both of them. And so, um, and it's also great representation because you have more than one LGBT um, artist being rewarded, you know, internationally. And so it's, it was super important. It's, 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 it's really super important. And um, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I think that Monet probably feels the same way. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but we've had discussions since. That's great. What about, so like, do you ever have like pinch me moments? Like, okay, so like June, 2019, you're named New York Magazine, like you're 15th out of the top 100 stars of Drag Race. I mean, 15 is great. Like, do you ever have these like pinch me moments of like, wow, like I turned what I love into this career? I definitely have a couple of moments. When I bought my house, this was like a lifelong dream of mine because I, I didn't grow up in a house. I didn't, um, we never had like a house house. And um, 
I never really thought, you know, because I didn't have like stability. I grew up really poor. Um, so buying this house was like an aha moment. Like you have literally, you're an adult. You literally made it. You, your dreams have come true to have stability in your life. And um, you've traveled the world. You have been on TV. Um, you've done so many things, VMAs. Like uh, there's so many things that I've, I've been so fortunate to be part of. Um, I literally could be, you know, hit by lightning tomorrow and be happy with what I've done with my life. Speaking of the VMAs, how did that come about? Um, well, they were casting for uh, different celebrity lookalikes for her music video. And Todrick is one of my friends, Todrick Hall. And he was uh, one of the choreographers for the music video. And so he contacted me himself. He was like, hey, um, they're looking for a Lady Gaga impersonator. Do you think you could do it? And I was like, well, I don't really do Lady Gaga as a character, but I will learn. Like, I want to be part of it. So, but what's so crazy is, is they had asked me literally two days before they were filming. And so I was on the road and wasn't able to come back home to get stuff. So I had to rely on their, their stylist there. And unfortunately for the music video, I looked terrible. Like the stylist they had just didn't know what they were doing with, with drag queens. Like, just look at the video. You'll, I, I, I stick out like a sore thumb because everybody else looks amazing because they dress themselves. And I look like um, just awful. And, um, but it was such a great experience. The, the experience itself was great. Taylor Swift is an amazing person, came backstage um, for the music video for two hours and just hung out with us while we got ready, just talking about nothing, like her cats and um, just, just nothing, just a bunch of like, just kiki. And um, they gave us, you know, they, I mean, we treated, we were treated like, like the stars that we are. And, and I've heard some horror stories of some other drag artists that have done stuff and with other um, celebrities and just weren't treated with respect. And Taylor Swift really went above and beyond. And then when she invited us to go to the VMAs and be part of that, it was, it was amazing. What celebrities have you heard were not good? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, say like specifics but um i know that monet had uh, a terrible time with one of uh with an experience with a music video that she was in with someone madonna. Uh, huh madonna i have no idea what you're talking about um but i i know that miss fame that was all over social media miss fame was contacted by justin bieber's um uh, team to be in one of his music videos and they wanted Miss Fame to fly herself there and and basically do it for like $500 which that wouldn't have even covered the flight in the hotel let alone makeup and then what her fee should be like what why would you even insult someone like that right they just thought this will be great exposure I guess but why would she need exposure she's Miss Fame you know like it, it's it's so crazy it'd be different if she was uh, like a like not being on TV yet 
And that would be a great jump start to something possible. Like if I was a local queen before Drag Race and that was presented to me, hell yeah, I would have done it because then, then it would have been something that I could put on my resume. But Miss Fame had already had all these things on her resume. There's no reason for her to add that for nothing. Like it, that's, that was an insult definitely for her. And you didn't get starstruck when you met Taylor and she was just hanging out for two hours. Um, I'm not a, I'm not one of those fangirls of people. I'm, I've never been a fangirl of people. Um, I, it was, it was like the initial shock of like, that's Taylor Swift. But then afterwards she was so like down to earth. It was, it was just like hanging out with a friend. And then like after the VMA, she, she invited us to go to her VMA party and, um, then we met a bunch of other people there. It, it just was, it was just fun. It's, 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 and then through this career, you know, I've worked with so many different people in different aspects with Drag Race and then Asia and the Queen and, and other things that, you know, you kind of, you kind of get used to being around certain people. So it's, it's less of a shock anymore. Um, but some great experiences for sure. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. What was Cindy Lauper like when you interviewed her for your YouTube channel? Oh my gosh. So Cindy is, uh, she's somebody that's like an icon. Um, my best friend is like obsessed with Cindy. Um, and she was so, it's, it's so funny. She's exactly what I thought she was going to be all over the place. Um, very eccentric, um, very like, that Jersey attitude that she has. Um, 
just just great to listen to her talk about her experiences and um she's she's very nonchalant about like everything which i love i think she she just owns everything that she's ever done her mistakes and 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 what she's been you know able to accomplish and she's a very uh confident person you can tell that and it was fun to interview her what about you got a shout out from sarah paulson are you a huge sarah paulson fan Oh, I love Sarah Paulson. I just actually finished her Netflix series, uh, Ratchet. Unbelievable. So good. The visuals are so beautiful. The coloring and the styling and um, a, a, ca a stellar cast. Um, and then Sarah is just um, an amazing um, actress. I love her. Um, so to have her shout me out, she's, she's, she's done it a couple of times. Uh, one with my entrance look for All Stars. And then recently I had made a, 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 a tweet about her show and she retweeted that and sent some link to me for that. So um, she's just a, a, a very uh, supportive um, person that, you know, anyway, if you were following somebody that you idolize or loved and they did that, she's, she's like the perfect person because she's, she's very supportive of her fans. Do you watch, other than like Drag Race, do you watch a lot of like, I mean, Ratchet was amazing. Do you watch a lot of reality TV? Like, do you watch a lot of TV? Like, what are some of your favorites? I don't watch a lot of reality TV. I watch, um, right now, um, I'm binge watching America's Next Top Model again, like from the very beginning. Um, besides that, I love, I mean, I love shows. I'm, I'm, I'm very creative. My mind is always working and I, like shows just take me there. I'm watching so many things. Like, I can't even think. Um, uh, Lovecraft Country is so good. Um, uh, what The Great on Hulu. Oh, wow. Uh, so good. Um, there, there's a ton. There's a ton of shows. How was it being on Botched? Um, that was an experience. Um, fun. The guys, the doctors are super laid back and fun and funny. And um, um, I love that. I love that experience. Um, and I got to do that with Kimora. Uh, so it was fun. It was, it, was, it was a much more casual experience filming than some of the other stuff that I've done. It's a great show. Who's cuter for you, Terry or Paul? Um, I think that uh, whichever one has the biggest bank account. <laughs> That's Honestly, I don't mind being the, the third or fourth wife. <laughs> They're both. Is there a lot of pressure like amongst like drag queens like to get a lot of procedures or, you know, just keep, I mean, obviously it's a looks based business, but like, is there a lot of pressure to have, you know, like certain lips, certain injections? I don't think so. I think that it's it's to the discretion of the drag artist. Makeup itself is transformative. And so when you're seeing a drag queen, they're literally overdrawing their lips. They're contouring cheekbones that they don't have. Um, you know, they're drawing brows way up to their, their hairlines. So makeup is transformative. So you don't really have to have plastic surgery to do that. I think... Um, it's a personal choice, at least for me. I don't do my plastic surgery for anyone else but me. Um, I don't do it to compete for um, jobs or anything like that. Um, I just do it for me because I like it. I think it's fun to, to be able to 
alter my body to look how I want it to look. I am all for it. So I totally agree with you. I do mine for myself as well. Um, talk to me about being, you know, your podcast from one podcast host to the other work. How is, do you like doing a podcast? I wasn't sure about it at first. Um, Leo, uh, had the idea of us doing a podcast and I was kind of like, I don't know, like what, how many topics do you have to talk about? And so I gave it a shot and I loved it. And, um, so we're right now on a break cause we did it for like literally a year consecutively yeah. every week. So now we're on a, just a, a, a short break. Um, but it's been amazing. It's been so fun to do and kiki with like some of my drag sisters and um just learn about them on stuff that wasn't shown on the show do you have like any like drag sister that you look at speaking of makeup where you're just like i mean other than yourself of course we're like she's just like my favorite with makeup like you know she her costumes like is there just one or two where you're just like not a fan but you're just like she's always on point Makeup. Oh, there, there's a ton. There's a ton of the the girls that are just on point. I mean, uh, Plastique. I'm not super close to a lot of these girls, but Plastique is just in person too. Like she's also 12, um, so that that helps a lot. But um, she just looks like a Barbie doll. You know, she, her hair is perfect. Her makeup is perfect. Her body is perfect. You know, she's a great performer. So she's definitely perfection aquaria um let's see uh shea coulee shea coulee has got her fashion sense is just insane um I, there's there's a ton there's a, so many so many of them Ma, uh uh monet's makeup in person up close is beautiful she's very she paints almost airbrushed like um it's really pretty who do, who do you talk to often Oh, I'm really close to Peppermint. Love Peppermint. Um, I talk to Shay every once in a while for sure. Um, uh, Alexis Michelle from my original season. I talk to her a lot. Oh, uh, Manila. I'm really close to Manila. Love Manila. Uh, Latrice. I love Latrice. Um, th there's, a, there's a bunch of other girls that I do talk to on the regular, but... Um, you know, we're all busy. We all have busy lives. So it's, we just catch each other when we can. Did you love being a part of DragCon? Um, DragCon is overwhelming for me. I actually have social anxiety. So um, having to deal, like to go through a constant meet and greet is a lot. And, you know, a lot of girls just go and do meet and greets for like an hour and then they'll go and do whatever else. I, I look at DragCon as a job and you don't make money unless you're at your booth and the fans are there to meet you. So I look at it, when we are at DragCon, we do not take breaks. It, 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 it's very, very rare that my team wants to take breaks. Um, Leo, the photographer and me uh, doing the meet and greets, we just power through it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the only way to do it. You know, if you're there to make money and, you're there to meet your fans. You know, you don't want to leave a whole line of fans um, just there waiting on you if you can help it. I, I try not to be a diva at all um, in, in, you know, um, 
if I can help it. Um, and leaving a whole line of fans is just not something I want to do. I, I, I'd rather meet them all and, and not have them wait so they can go and do something else. And you had a long line at your booth. Yeah, I've been fortunate that every year, except for the first year, after, right, the, the DragCon right after season nine, I didn't, I, I, again, you don't have someone to help you navigate through this. And so I didn't get my DragCon booths on time because I didn't realize we needed to get it done right then. And um, by the time that I got my DragCon booths, all of the booths where all the queens were at were taken. So they put me in with the vendors. So nobody knew where I was. And so um, that was, that was a, actually, I'm very blessed that it was a slower DragCon because I, I got to see what it's going to be like before the next one, which was the next year, which was insane. And every year it's been, it's been very consistent and I've been very blessed that, you know, I have such fan support. Is it fun, like, seeing all these girls? Or, like, to your extent, like, to your point, it's work and you're just so exhausted at the end of the day. You're like, well, we're not going out. Like, I, I have to come back oh. tomorrow. I, I, um, I'm not one of those that, that kikis in, at, with, with the girls when I'm at DragCon. Um, some of these girls, a lot of these girls go and do shows after. And I'm like, I, there's no way. I, can, I can't do that. I can't be in drag for that long. Like, I'm already in drag from 9 a.m. to, like, 5 p.m. I can't imagine keeping that on for a couple more hours until the nighttime show and then do a show and then have to get up and repaint to do DragCon again. There's just no way. So I don't do shows at, at, during the DragCon weekend. Um, but if, they, if the, the queens come to my booth, like sometimes they'll, you know, they'll come and visit their sisters if they're not one to stay at their booth. Um, I'll definitely kiki with them for a second. Uh, but other than that, I don't go around. I, I try to make my money and then get out of there. Go to bed, do it the next day, and then fly home. That makes sense. It's a good weekend for a business, you know? Yeah, exactly. What about, talk to me about AJ and the Queen, like acting. How did that come about? You know, um, I was presented with a role, well, uh, with auditioning. They wanted me to audition for a part in AJ and the Queen. And I was like, oh, yes, of course, I would love to do that. And um, they sent me a role, an audition, and they were like, we don't like you for this part. So I was like, okay. And so they sent another one, and I auditioned, and they're like, we don't like you for this part. I was like... <laughs> Okay. And so they're like, look, we're going to create a part specifically inspired by you, which is the one that I, I ended up doing, which was the, the pageant queen. And so they had me audition for this part and they're like, this is exactly what we wanted you for. So um, it was just great. It was so good. I loved uh, working with Michael Patrick King. He knows exactly what he wants. He is very direct. Um, he does not play around, girl. You, do, you, if he tells you to do something, you better do it. But he's also one of those that, like, he's very stern, but like makes a joke about it too. So it, like, it makes you very comfortable. He was a pleasure to work with. The whole team was a pleasure to work with. Uh, like I said before, working with Rue was so fun to run lines with her. Um, uh, the little girl that played um, AJ was bouncing off the walls, girl. She was so, like, hyper. And Rue was actually able to, like, get her to calm down so we could all run our lines together. Um, and so it was just a great experience. It was so fun. Were you, like, nervous? I mean, it's like a major acting job, like Netflix. 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely uh, nerve wracking because I'd never done that high profile of an acting thing before. Um, and so when I got the script, I was like, what? Like, this is a lot of lines. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to memorize all this? And they're like, this is how it works. So they broke it down. Like, you have to know this line and then, you know, you'll have to know this line and then you'll have to know this line. So it was actually, once you got used to it, it was pretty, I won't say easy, but it was, it was um, uh, more fluid for me to do uh, than, than before when I was really terrified at the beginning. So um, it ended up being great. Do you want to do more acting now or? I would love to. That's why I want to move to LA. I would love to do more acting. Actually, I'm, I'm going to audition for something today. I have to, to film something today. Um, but um, yeah, what I've learned is, you know, I've auditioned a ton of, ton of stuff. Um, and there's a lot of no's, but that's part of it. You, you know, you're not right for everything. And so you can't take it personal. You got to keep trucking and eventually there's going to be a yes. And what about Plastic? Talk to me about the music. Oh, Plastic was such a fun album to, to do. Uh, I love doing the music videos for it. Um, I'm actually working on a new album now um, that we're just going to wait until things get a little bit more back to whatever kind of normal is going to be uh, before we release it. But um, new music is coming. It's going to be even better than the first one. Is there like a part of the business you like the best? I mean, you've kind of done it all. You have a podcast, you have a YouTube, acting, music, touring. Um, you know, I think that um, I like acting. I like being a personality. I like hosting things. Um, shows are a little boring to me now. Um, actually, before I got on Drag Race, I was going to quit drag. I, I was like, okay, I've done everything that I could possibly do, like, locally. It just wasn't as fun for me anymore because I didn't want to perform in clubs anymore. I wanted to do something else. And so um, now that I've ventured into this other side of the drag business, um, I definitely want to do more with, with acting and with TV personality hosting stuff. I, right now I'm hosting my own uh, digital drag competition. So that has been so fun. I was going to ask you about that next. So how is that? Like, how is that? How did that come about? Like, how do you like that? Well, like I said before, I try to use my platform to uplift local entertainers. And last year in 2019, I did a tour called Love for the Arts, which was a tour that I traveled around the U.S. and did competitions at these different cities and had these local entertainers enter. And one person one money that night and then they were all entered in for one person to win overall and it was to really highlight drag artists from all over the nation and then uh this year we couldn't do it because of the pandemic and so uh we had the idea of doing it digitally and what's great about that is that it opens up the door to not just nationally but internationally and um, there's more you can do with it. And so it's just been such a pleasure watching these drag artists from literally around the world create content their way and present it however they want. They're literally in control of everything that they produce for that episode. And so it's been so fun and 
um, inspiring to me to watch these drag artists, uh, what, what their creativity can do. And um, that's what I love about this show is that it, it literally allows these drag artists to show what talent they have. Because not only are they having to do different challenges that pertain to the business, but they're also having to uh, direct, produce, edit, um, creative direct, all, all of those things to produce something good. And so we have, we have one, one episode tonight um, at 7.30 Eastern, which I don't know when your podcast will air, but it's on Tuesdays. And uh, then we have just two more episodes and then that's it. Everyone needs to, it's really good. Everyone needs to go and like watch it. Yes, you can find it on my Twitch, which is twitch.tv forward slash Trinity the Tuck official. Do you like doing the social media aspect of this business? Um, it's definitely a job and um, fans are demanding. Uh, you have to keep it up um, or fans get bored and, they, and, they, and they're very demanding. Fans are very demanding. So um, I do enjoy it. I think that it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So, but it's part of it. You know, you want to be in this business, you have to work hard and girl, we don't stop here. <laughs> it's like, it's like 24 hours. It really is. So what is, two more questions before I wrap up. So how did you decide to go from Trinity to Talk Taylor to Trinity Taylor? Well, so I started out with, as my name, Trinity Taylor. And then um, I just, I always thought, not always, at the beginning I loved it, but towards like, before I got on Drag Race, I just thought my name was so generic, you know, Trinity Taylor. It's just, you know, it's not a fun, memorable name. And one of my friends that I worked with after season nine, um, I booked with her at her club and she brought me on as Trinity the Tuck Taylor. And she had told me in the dressing room, I'm gonna bring you, your tuck is amazing. I'm gonna bring you on as the tuck. And I was like, you're stupid. And she did. She ended up doing it. And um, it made me start thinking, I'm like, you know what? This is actually a really good idea. So I told her, I'm like, look, I'm going to use this. And so when All Stars came around, I asked producers, I was like, look, I, I'm, I'm going by Trinity the Tuck now. I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's, not that I, it's not that I've changed my name per se. It's like I go by a nickname. You know, I will still answer to Trinity Taylor, Trinity the Tuck Taylor. Trinity the Tuck. I've been called many things that I have um, <laughs> answered to. So, um, but yeah, Trinity the Tuck is is what stuck. The Tuck has stuck. The Tuck has definitely stuck. I can tell you that. Um, so what's next for you? You're auditioning for something today. You're in quarantine in Florida. What's What's next? Yeah, we're just constantly doing stuff. I have a new YouTube series coming out. It's about um, uh, sex positivity and, um, some funny moments about sex. And I do little interviews with, um, some of my drag race, uh, uh, sisters, um, about their experiences. And there's teachable moments in each of the episodes. Um, so it's going to be a super fun, funny series that I'm going to do on my YouTube. And then um, I'm working on my music. I'm working, uh, the podcast will be coming back out. So check it out. Uh, the work with Trinity the Tuck. Um, 
this digital series is coming to an end soon. And then hopefully I'll be touring soon again. But yes, auditioning, anything my way, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Seriously, you are so busy. I do hope you tour again soon. I hope the world opens up. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Anything we didn't cover? You've been a great guest. I really, I know you're busy. I appreciate your time. Being you a know, I, I, I just want people to remember that, you know, this is a, a, a time in the world where um, I know like we're all in our feelings, but just remember that you're not the only one going through stuff. Everyone in the world is going through the same exact thing. And so just remember that we need a little bit more kindness and compassion for people, especially right now. And if you can help out your neighbor in some small way, please do. Uh, support your local drag artists. They're the ones really affected right now because clubs not, not are, uh, everywhere are not always open. You know, some, some places they're still not open. And so they're out of work. So if you can go um, cash app or Venmo a couple of dollars to your local drag artists in your city, please do that. And um, the biggest thing right now is remember that your voice does matter and you need to go out and vote um, because uh, we need to change the way that this government is. And, and uh, the only way we can do that is with your voice. That's so true. You are amazing. I've totally enjoyed speaking to you. Well, thank you so much. I've so enjoyed talking with you too. I really appreciate it. You'll have to come back on as, you know, when all these projects come to fruition, you'll come back on and we'll chat again. Yeah, I would love that. So I really appreciate it. Be safe, be well, and check in anytime you want. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.